This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hallelujah. Y'all, we finally got what we've been wanting and expecting from a Marvel project. No, I'm not talking about a villain. I'm not talking about some high flying action scene or sequence. We finally got a motherfucking mid credit scene. Now, if you've ever seen any Marvel movie, you know that the theater does not empty out until all of the credits have rolled. We need to see what's coming up. We need to see what we missed, what's happening, what other superheroes we can expect to come in the future of the MCU, all of that. And we finally got one of those scenes. Unfortunately, it left us with more questions than we actually deserved. If that wasn't enough to wet your whistle, whistle while you twerk (laughs) then come on in here and let's talk about wandavision it's your weekly bonus episode well this week your only episode of me and you the housewives and marvel 2 wandavision episode 7 let's do it hey guys This is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV to the MCU to the DCEU to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! As I mentioned earlier, this is usually the bonus episode of the week, but this is the only episode you've gotten this week. Why? Because I live in the South. And if you have any type of news outlet or even a damn window, you would know that down here in the South, we have experienced what they refer to as a winter storm. Now, most of y'all just call it a little bit of snow on the ground. But if it's snowing in the South, all hell breaks loose. 
Y'all, I'm recording this episode on Friday. I have not had internet or cable since Monday night. That's right, you're hearing me. Monday night. So I've watched all the TV shows late. I have uh, not been able to record the podcast and upload it. I had an episode rare and to go, and I was just like, I deleted it because I was getting so frustrated. I was like, you know what? Let me just focus on WandaVision this week because we're getting towards the end, and it's all just making me so excited anyway. So I'm like, let me just focus on that. Uh, reality TV, it's a thousand damn shows on right now anyway. I'll pick back up on that next week. But let me at least give them something because my I, I've been itching to talk to somebody. I've only talked to two people in the past damn week, and I'm tired of their ass. <laughs> I'm just, listen, I need some company, okay? I'm going to go ahead and jump into this WandaVision episode because I, I, I ain't got, I, I, listen, I got to escape. I cannot do it anymore. I can't look out this window and see no more snow. At least my puppy's my puppy is loving it. Like my puppy has been running around in the snow. She's never seen it before. She's only what four months old, so she is having the time of her life. And it's Memphis. She wasn't supposed to damn experience it. Is the thing. But yet here we are. We're alive and well. And uh, now the water is acting funny. Look, we <laughs> we are in turmoil in the south. Okay, if you hearing this, send help, bitch. We ain't got no damn help. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump into this WandaVision episode because there is a lot to talk about. Before we've even actually seen the intro to the episode, because, you know, each episode gives you an intro that kind of resembles, not exactly, but really resembles and puts you in the mind of a different sitcom that we remember from the past. Like we've seen Bewitched, we've seen Malcolm in the Middle, and this episode is no different. But before we even get to that, Wanda starts off by talking to the camera like it's an episode of Modern Family or Dunder Mifflin, well, not Dunder Mifflin, uh, The Office or even Parks and Recreation. She's having what she calls a case of the Mondays. Am I right? And she is fucking reality up. Shit is changing and warping all around her, including the kids' video games. They start off by playing Xbox, then it goes to Atari, then Super Nintendo. But look, you know what it didn't change into? A motherfucking Sega Saturn. Justice for the Sega Saturn. Did anyone else besides me have a Sega Saturn? See, it was like the cheaper, (laughs) it was the cheaper option, a lot cheaper than the other video games, which is why I think my parents bought it for me. I was playing all the low budget ass games. Like, you know, we there was no Sonic the Hedgehog, but like there was like Sonic the Bushhog. There was Road Fighter, and I, they couldn't afford a street, so it was Road Fighter. All kinds of knockoff bullshit, but you know what? I played that Sega Saturn until the wheels fell off. That ain't got nothing to do with uh with Billy and Tommy, but you get my damn point. Side note. The kids go up to the bedroom and they ask Wanda what's going on. And it's important to note that Billy says that his head is really noisy. See, them powers are developing. We've seen now a couple episodes, Billy and Tommy, their powers are really starting to kind of develop now. And we know Billy, that's Wiccan. Wiccan, woo-woo, he's one of the most powerful in the comic books. He, you know, that's one that is definitely Scarlet Witch's son. He has a lot of those powers, and they're definitely developing. But it's important to remember that for later on in this episode, too, because that, that comes up and it's really kind of important. But remember... He is hearing all kinds of stuff around him, just like Wanda. Remember, people didn't know how Wanda knew in Age of Ultron that Pietro died. She knew because she could hear those voices, too, and she can feel him, and she's connected to him as well. Other side note, 
When she finally made it down to the kitchen and she went and got that bowl of cereal, it was called Sugar Snaps. Now, see, we know every product and uh, ad placement and commercial in this TV show is somehow related to the trauma that Wanda has gone through in her life. She has been fucked up by Thanos' snap more than anybody else on the planet, and now she's fucked up Tony the Tiger for the rest of us. But that's all right. I, I don't even like Frosted Flakes like that. Yes, I do. If it's all that's left in the, the damn cabinet, I'll eat it. We finally get to the intro and it is definitely giving us the office. Now, if you're thinking about what are we in now? The 2000s, you're definitely thinking about the office that the one of the most iconic TV shows in the history of Everdom. You're thinking about other shows that put you in the same vein, like modern family, like parks and recreations, all the stuff where you get the quote unquote talking heads. Now, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with reality TV or any of this kind of uh, mockumentary style of TV, the talking heads are what we call in the reality world, like the confessionals or the interviews, you know, it got popularized by like the real world back in the day where you have the person sitting there and basically reliving their experience from you as if it's happening in that moment. We get those kind of moments. And even though there's none of that in the intro is definitely all of those kind of TV shows wrapped up and it's telling us, okay, you're about to get a lot of Wanda's thoughts in this episode directly, how she wants to give them to you. Same as Jim and Pam and Michael and Dwight and Angela and Oscar and uh, who else the hell was on the office? Stanley, my favorite Stanley. All of those people were going to get the same way from Wanda. There's a lot going on in this episode, so we kind of cut from scene to scene quite a bit. It kind of actually reminds me of The Office because, you know, there are so many characters on The Office and so many storylines going on at once that you really have to kind of, you know, you go here, set up the joke, make the joke, cut away. Go here, set up the joke, cut away from the joke, go here, and then it all leads up to something big and dramatic that happens at the end. It's that same kind of scenario here. After we cut from the intro, we go directly into the new sword kind of encampment or the base that's outside of Westview. And now we know that this is a different base because Wanda got pissed off in the last episode, made them powers, uh, you know, do what they did. And then they chased them people all the hell away from wherever the hell they are now. I think they said eight miles away now. And obviously that's going to take a toll on Wanda because I don't know if she's used that magnitude of power before, but we see in this episode how it takes effect on her. We go to this base and we see that Hayward is talking to another person who we get to know later on, actually. And he's basically saying that he's ready to exact his revenge. But child, look, honestly, the man is lucky to be alive because the way his ass was running in that last episode, he was running like he was uh in a track meet on the Olympics, like he was Flojo or somebody, Usain Bolt. His ass was running and he better be lucky. He's just alive anyway, trying to track vision, child, I guess. Now that the barrier has expanded, we see that Vision is actually still alive and he wakes up at this like circus that's happening within Westview. Darcy's raggedy ass is there too and she's an escape artist. She doesn't remember the night previously that it happened, you know, according to Vision, they quote unquote locked eyes. The boys back at the house are worried because they haven't even seen Vision. They want to go searching for him, but Wanda, like, she cuts that off immediately. She's like, ah, ah, not doing it. They then ask about Pietro, saying he can't, you know, remember he said uh, on the other episode at the end, oh, well, uh, he can't die twice, your husband is da, 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 and then Wanda blasted his ass <laughs> clean across that motherfucking circus. Wanda snapped. 
and she said that that's not your uncle. Well, girl, who the hell is it? Because, I mean, that's how you've been uh, introducing him to us. We knew the man was funny, but we didn't know what the hell was going on. Wanda pulled one of those uh, Gen Z, <laughs> Generation Z mother moves. She said, look, you know, I know you know that I'm the mom and you're expecting me to have all the answers. Well, shit, I don't. And don't ask me shit else. She didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. That's the basic gist. Now, see, y'all 2020 mamas ain't got the patience to deal with these children. I don't know why the hell y'all keep having them, especially these children that got these special psychic powers and super speed and uh, these kids like Jean Grey and Cyclops. Y'all couldn't handle these goddamn children. I don't know why the hell y'all keep spreading y'all legs and having them. That's another issue for another time we would that's a whole other episode we'll talk about that that's gonna be called the psychology of the superhero mama <laughs> or the raggedy the raggediness of the gen z mom i'm just playing with y'all don't write me trying to counsel me i'm just playing agnes comes in and realizes that wanda is on the brink of losing her goddamn mind or according to her she's one second away from cutting her own bangs i know that's right she offers to actually babysit the twins and i see they obviously super uncomfortable about going with her, but Wanda and Agnes both insist. This is the scenario that comic book fans have been screaming at the TVs about all season long. Every single time she walks into the room, ever since she's had these twins and anytime Agnes walks in and you know, when she was spraying the perfume or going to get to trying to bait, no, 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 no. Don't touch my damn kids. See, how many times do I have to tell y'all on this podcast, don't let everybody babysit your kids. Hasn't First 48 or uh, Snapped on Oxygen taught y'all anything? Since, well, Wanda, since you watch so much damn TV, you didn't built your whole life around it. You should have known that First 48 should tell you, don't let everybody watch your kids. I ain't going to tell you why, but if you watch them shows, don't let nobody watch your kids. You know why. Right as they leave, Reality starts warping on its own all over again, and once again, Wanda cannot control it. Cut away again, Monica and Jimmy are actually headed towards that encampment, the new one, <laughs> and they get an email from Big Darcy, Dr. Darcy, Darcy Lewis, telling them about a file that was labeled Cataract. Now, remember, we talked about this file actually in last week's episode. Now, see, what the hell does this file entail? I don't know. We still don't know yet. We got theories, obviously. Hayward is trying to bring Vision back online. That we know for sure. As as Monica says, he wants his sentient weapon back. Child, now see, the two things have got to be related because when I think about cataract or cataract, you know, I think about the eye disease where you get the film over your eye and you, you know, you, you that one can be actually, you know, helped, but not like, uh, what's it called? Glaucoma. But see, it's an eye disease, but what does it affect? Your vision. So it's got to be something directly related to vision. I don't know if this is just uh, his plan basically to either bring vision back online or if this plan was to help Wanda steal him in the first place. I don't know what it was, but since he was tracking them, he has to, you know, there has to be more to this than this file. So hopefully we'll get a bigger peek in the file in the next two episodes. And those are supposedly the last two episodes. So we'll see. They pull up on the sword encampment and she meets with her buddy old pal, Major Goodner. Now, remember that name, Major Goodner, Major Goodner. Now, see, 
you know I went searching as soon as I heard this name because I didn't recognize it from the comics. And I just know damn well that this isn't the aerospace engineer that we keep hearing about. I will beat Marvel's ass. Quit playing with me. <laughs> we have been expecting John Krasinski to like fully pop up as Mr. Fantastic with that little bitty patch of gray hair in the front uh, uh, stretching all over the place. We wanted Reed Richards, bitch, okay? We know that they're making a Fantastic Four movie. I need y'all to do better. What's going on? I was not expecting no major good in her, especially since she doesn't come from the comic books. Or if she does, I need to figure out. Maybe I need to descramble the letters in her name or something and figure out uh, 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 what if it's a monogram or not monogram, child. What's it called uh, when the, the letters can scramble up and make something else? I don't know. Hell, uh, I got degrees, but not that damn many shit. Look. Though she was with Hayward earlier, she makes it pretty clear that she's always been loyal to Monica by way of Maria, too, because, you know, Monica says, basically, thank you for always being so loyal to my mom. And she says, well, that's not the only person that we're loyal to. She gives her this big ass vehicle <laughs> that she was describing in the last episode. Remember when her and Darcy was talking? She was like, well, I just need something that, you know, photons and, you know, impenetrable and all of the, you know, a whole lot of science where it sounded like uh, the damn Big Bang Theory for a while. Sheldon trying to talk about uh, deep space particles and all that kind of bullshit. But they came through, they got her her vehicle, and now, in theory, she should be able to get right back into Westview. We cut once again, and we're back at the circus or the carnival, whatever you want to call it. Vision basically brings Darcy back to her normal self or back online, as I call it, like he did Norm a few episodes ago. And then she actually, you know, introduces herself and all this kind of stuff a little back and forth. He realizes that she's the one that kind of snuck in that email that the entire town that worked in that office read aloud. When that man in that tight ass body con suit or whatever will try to get them on stage, I guess he's like the the madam of the brothel because <laughs> he seemed to be in charge of the girls. He seemed to be the one that's up there, you know, getting the folk together, wrangling them up. They ducked and dodged and punched his ass and stole them people truck and they got the fuck like Tokyo Tony. They got out of there quick, fast and in a hurry. Back at the house once again, more reality keeps warping all around Wanda without her control or her knowledge. She looks just as confused as we are. She finally admits in one of the talking heads again, one of the confessionals or interviews that she doesn't know what's happening and that she can't fix it. She finally actually admits it. The interviewer who later is revealed to be Agnes, her nosy ass, asks if she deserves it. Wanda was shook. She knows she kind of like, Oh, I don't pay you to talk. What the, f <laughs> basically, I mean, she didn't say it like that, but that's basically what she said. Now I have a theory. Could this not being in control of reality or whatever, be due to the fact that she has now expanded this barrier or the hex as they're calling it so much so that now she actually doesn't have a handle on everything that is inside of it. Like we've seen her, she had pretty good control over most of the stuff that was close to her. But then we know that the stuff a little farther away, they were uh, doing these same motions day in and day out as if they had been forgotten about. Now that she's expanded this even farther, it seems like she probably has even less of a handle on everything that's going on around her. 
So, Wanda, you might want to uh, tighten that kitchen up again or something because all this stuff changed and them boys can't even play their video game. They can't even play Super Mario Brothers good because all the shit keep changing. It went from Mario 64 to uh, Super Mario Brothers number two to uh, Mario, Super Mario Nintendo where Bowser was in that one-ass castle. See, look. Them boys can have a good time because you keep changing reality. They don't know what the damn do. They just out here. Now, now they with Agnes ass, her kidnapping ass, and they trying to figure out what the hell going on with their daddy. Commercial time. Y'all know that the commercials on WandaVision are just as important as the damn show. See, this time it's one of those commercials that, you know, we all used to seeing on a regular basis. A depression fighting prescription drug commercial where the terrible side effects are present is all level. But it's OK because bitches are dancing in the background. You know, one of them kind of commercials. It's an antidepressant called Nexus and it works to, quote unquote, anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice. Sound familiar? See, the side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. See, also, they said don't take unless your doctor, don't take unless your doctor has cleared you to move on with your life. Now, see, who could the doctor be in this case? Mm -hmm, I don't know. What doctor do we know in the MCU? How about doctor? We ain't talking about doctor voodoo. We talking about Dr. Strange. Now, hmm, we know that Wanda Elizabeth uh, Olsen is going to be in another movie pretty soon. What movie is that? Oh, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, the multiverse, you ask. Oh, what's the name of this drug again? Oh, it's called Nexus. Nexus. The world doesn't revolve around you. Child, that's probably why Wanda stopped taking that shit. She was like, you know what? Yes, the fuck it does. Don't tell me this world don't revolve around me and I created this shit. And you know what? <laughs> let's go ahead and let's take a second to dissect what this commercial really meant. Because on the outside, it seems like it's just talking about Wanda and her depression and everything she's been going through. Because, you know, like they said so many times in this episode, the events of infinity war just happened for her not too long ago because she was one of the people that got dusted. I don't know if y'all can hear my snap that weak ass snap. I just did. Hold on. She was one of the people that got dusted. That was a little bit better. So let's talk a little bit about what this commercial actually means. Nexus. Now, when I think about Nexus, I think of the multiverse because that's where the Nexus beings, that's what they call Nexus beings, exist. They remain constant across all of the universes, all of them. And obviously, we know that Doctor Strange, the sequel is going to be called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, I mean, it tracks. So, obviously, Nexus, it isn't just something to deal with about depression with Wanda, even though that seems to be kind of the uh the exterior when we dig deeper into it the interior we also kind of see that we're getting a low-key reference or at least kind of some low-key foreshadowing so for those of you who don't know who you know you watch the mcu peripherally or you just watch the shows because it's entertaining or whatever let me kind of explain to you one of the marvel tv shows that's coming this year is low-key now, Loki has been one of the constants throughout all the movies. That's Thor's brother, in case you don't notice. Uh, for, <laughs> let me let me help y'all. That's Tom Hiddleston. He used to date Taylor Swift. Blonde hair, but he's got black hair in the movies. That man. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Long black hair. He be fucking up a whole lot of shit. That guy. We get 
a Loki reference kind of because Loki is going to introduce us to the TVA, also known as the Time Variance Authority. Now, this was rumored a while, but we've actually seen that mentioned in the trailer. So we know that's what's going to happen. I mentioned this because Nexus and the TVA are directly tied together. The TVA is basically in charge of watching Nexus beings like they have to watch them really closely, basically like quit fucking with time. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, would you like, I feel like this is kind of big. Cause like maybe y'all aren't tracking me. So like, let me say, would you like me to name some people who are Nexus beings? Okay. Let's name a couple. How about Scarlet witch? How about vision? People that remain constant over time. How about Jean gray? How about uh, Kang the Conqueror? Oh, is Kang going to be in an upcoming movie? Oh, yes, he is. He's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Oh, how about Franklin Richards? Oh, you know who else has a connection to Franklin Richards? Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness used to babysit him. Who else is Franklin Richards? Oh, that's the son of Reed Richards. Oh, you know what he is? An aerospace engineer. See, I'm going off the handles, but y'all know what I mean. I need them to go ahead and bring John Krasinski out because I know I just know he's going to be in this TV show. Somebody from the Fantastic Four, I just know it's going to happen. I'm not even upset obsessed with the Fantastic Four like that, but they can get me obsessed with the Fantastic Four if they just give me John Krasinski, then I'll be obsessed. And if Emily Blunt is going to be the wife too, then I'm, I'm all fucking ears and eyes too. You did back to our regularly scheduled program. And the kids are kind of kicking it with Agnes and Billy says that he likes it there. When she asks him why he says, because it's quiet. Now, remember he was hearing all sorts of shit home when he was at home earlier, but now it's suddenly quiet. She kind of reassures the boys that Wanda is fine because it seems like they're, you know, really concerned about their mom, but she's really sugarcoating it. She tells us in the talking heads, you know, uh, you ever try telling a 10 year old that his mom is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Yeah, Wanda seems to be going off the goddamn edge. But let's reverse for a minute. Billy, we know everybody in this town, thanks to Vision, we see that they have two personalities. They have the regular selves and then this person that Wanda has kind of convinced them that they are. So is he not hearing anything because Agnes is an imposter and doesn't really belong here like all the other people? Or is there something like, does she have her own barrier around her house to where she's not getting the same kind of interference as the other characters are. We don't know. It's just that we know that Billy likes it over there because it's quiet. So that she'll tell us something about Agnes herself, at least back at the sword encampment. Monica is getting ready to get in that big ass space Rover truck. Thank thing ready to get back into Westview to save Dar Darcy and Wanda. Child, and I see then none of this shit go as planned. That force field ends up flipping that big ass space rover truck thingy thing right out. It ends up turning half of you know how it does when you go through the force field. It changed half of its sails or being or whatever into an old tractor, just like it did that uh hot air balloon last week. And then the other half was still whatever machine that they had made her to go into it with. But Monica, in the process, realizes that she can actually match this energy. She makes a run for it towards that whole barrier and she actually gets through with the, some, you know, some special powers and she's got green glowing eyes and, you know, everything you want Monica Rambo to have. 
By the way, I love the fact that they actually had, you know, you could hear clips from the actual Captain Marvel movie playing in the background as Monica is pushing her way through the force field. Now, see, I love this kind of stuff. It also kind of, it goes along kind of with the theme of that movie too. You know, the theme of the movie was everyone kept telling this young girl that she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. And her whole life was proven to people that she could. And then she finally realized that she doesn't need to prove it to anybody. She just needs to do it. That's kind of, you know, the same kind of thing that we're getting here. When Carol, if you think back, when Carol thinks back to like all the people who've been trying to get her down and she realizes she's better than that, she actually becomes her strongest self. That's when she's able to break whatever that thing is off when she's talking to the, uh, oh God, what's the be? I, I see Mar the person that, you know, she saw Marvell, uh, who the Supreme Intelligence, I think that's the name of it. When she was talking to the Supreme Intelligence, she's actually able to break that thing off and get her true powers and break out of there, which no one else has ever been able to do before because she actually learned the lesson that she was supposed to learn in that movie. It's similar situation to with Monica, a.k.a. Photon, a.k.a. Spectrum, a.k.a. the original female Captain Marvel. If you actually pay attention to that actual scene visually, it actually looks really similar to how Carol got her powers her flying uh marvell with the energy source in the back and them being shot at if you look at it it actually looks super similar to when she's actually trying to drop into that machine into the force field i mean in that machine that they made her i just love those kind of callbacks because obviously us mcu fans are going to tie monica and carol together for however long you know at least right now because we need to see grown-up monica and grown-up carol uh, you know, thing a thing, thing a thing. Child. Darcy and Vision are just trucking along once again, and they keep hitting like speed bumps basically. Before that, Darcy is basically catching him up on how he died all of these times and why. You know, the first time he died, uh Carol not Carol child, Wanda had to use her energy, you know, match that mind stone energy and basically use all of that chaos magic and boom, break all of that uh the the stone inside of him. He gets brought back to life uh when Thanos uses the time stone. Thanos snatches the, the uh, Infinity Stone out of his head, he dies again. So Wanda has seen all this and she's recapping to him how much she's gone through in these last weeks. Her having to watch all of that is what made Wanda have the mental break in the first place. After all of this is when they realize that all of the construction and the traffic and the, the, the stoplights, they're all on purpose just so Vision can't return home. Clearly, Wanda is still mad at his ass and ain't no need of you coming home, buddy old pal. We cut again and Monica is now on the other side of the barrier and she go, I mean, she beelines it straight to Wanda's house. Let me just stop and say, look, I, uh, listen, you know, we, we a different kind of podcast, okay? We talked about the black, the black feminique, the black masculine. You know, we talk about everything over here. Let me just say, ain't no other superhero giving y'all body, 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 like Monica Rambo, okay? Monica, listen, representation matters, okay? <laughs> They say thick thighs save lives. I know that's my Monica. That's why you my favorite hero already. We ain't even seen you really in action, but you already my favorite. Y'all better get into uh, Monica and that body, arty, arty. Wanda is shocked. 
she's shocked to see Monica and she wants to know how the hell she got back there. <laughs> when she tells her about Vision and Hayward, Wanda loses her mind and she uses their magic to shoot Monica right out of her home again. But when she tries to slay, you know, she's levitating her in the air, telling her to shut up and all this kind of stuff. When Monica doesn't do it, she tries to slam her to the ground. And for some reason, she's unable to. Monica is able to maintain her balance. And that's when there's like a an energy burst from her that whatever kind of energy she has right now, <clears throat> photon, you know, she lands on that ground and she does that like typical superhero stance. I think that visual moment is supposed to tell us like, hey. You know, okay, y'all know this is Photon now. This is Spectrum. This is the one the, the one that uh, shoots out and can absorb any light energy and use it in the comic books. That's her now. So we basically are seeing the maybe the final, maybe final transformation of Monica into actual Photon. But if she has to leave outside of the barrier again, which I don't know if she actually has to, then we might see her powers really going to do whatever they need to do. But right now, we're going to assume that this is the final step that they needed because she seems as powerful as anybody else we've seen so far. Side note, really quickly before I continue on with this scene, we get a Dottie spotting. We finally see Dottie. We haven't seen Dottie since what? Episode two? Maybe? Maybe we've seen her one other time besides that, but we haven't seen Dottie in a while. Now, you know every fan watching this show has theories about who they think Dottie is. I've thrown it out there that I thought Dottie was Mystique. I don't know. I just think Dottie is somebody. You know, the rumor was, there was a casting rumor that went around that said that the person who played Dottie had to be approved by Kevin Feige before they were actually offered the role. Now, I don't know how true that is, but if that's the case, Dottie has to be super important and she has to be someone that'll tie into a lot of movies. Now, physically, when I look at her, I, for some reason, think Emma Frost. So maybe this is Emma Frost and we just haven't seen her powers yet. Or maybe we've seen her powers the whole time. We just don't know that it's coming from Dottie. I don't know. Maybe it is Mystique hiding in someone else's body. I'm Maybe I'm just so ready for mutants, the word mutants to be said or the mutants to appear that I'm just wishing and praying for everything. So... Hell, I don't know. Maybe maybe none of this makes sense. Maybe it all makes sense. Maybe we're not going to get none of it. I don't know. But damn it, the point of it was we have a Dottie spotting. So let's see if Dottie gives us what we need next week or if Dottie going to let us down by the end of this show. Monica basically tells Wanda to take her out, you know, kill her, do whatever you're going to do. But Wanda doesn't. See, Monica says that's why you're different than Hayward because he's ready to huff and pluff and blow, blow this motherfucking town down. You're not the villain is what she says. Wanda says, maybe I already am. Agnes looks outside of her window. She does the Kanye smirk and then she heads outside. She already knows. She's like, look, I got to put a stop to this shit. Monica gets ready to make this big superhero speech. You know the superhero speech. Deadpool taught us all about the superhero speech in the moment that you need to have and uh, landing on, you know, the uh, the one knee and the one foot. You know, he told us about all that. You know, uh, Gina was in that movie before she got fired. She ain't in The Mandalorian no more. Uh, we'll talk about that another day. That's a whole nother conversation. Anyway. Agnes interferes and she takes Wanda right off saying, you know, you're, you're hurting her. She doesn't need this kind of pressure right now. She's under a lot of stress and she basically whisk her away. When they're finally inside of Agnes's actual house, 
Wanda notices the two sandwiches. She sees the two glasses. She sees the cartoons playing in the background. She sees the rabbit that's in the cage. And then she sees the fly that's on the lampshade. And for some reason, something just feels off. Something feels off. She finally asks, okay, where are the twins? And Agnes in the kitchen, she says, you know what? They're probably in the basement. Wanda makes her way to that basement, and that basement is creepy as fuck, okay? Glowing vines on the walls and the floors. Cold wind is slightly blowing. You know, the further she walks, the creepier shit gets. She comes right up on like a, a, a glowing spell book. And then she hears a slam behind her and we finally get confirmation that we've all been waiting for, that we've all known, but we've all been waiting for because they had never officially said it on this show. Agnes introduces herself as Agatha Harkness, straight from the comic books. They even give her like this monster style introduction that i just fucking love her theme song is everything and it reveals everything it, it tells you that she's been pulling the strings all along and she she even tells you that she killed sparky too oh dirty heifer now see i'm i'm still not convinced she's the villain though she said that but i feel like she might be working for somebody else maybe she is the actual villain i don't know i only say that because we've I don't think we've seen her be the villain much in comics. Like she's always been kind of, well, let me kind of jump into Agnes a little bit. Cause I know some of y'all, I'm sorry, Agatha, Lord, it's going to be hard to switch over to this. A lot of y'all probably don't know who Agatha Harkness is in the comics. She's like Wanda's like, you know, good friend. She's a confidant. She's a mentor. That's the way I always remember from the comics. She has this cat, they can like grow big and attack people and stuff, but there's actually no cat on the TV show. All we've seen is this rabbit. Same energy, I guess. I don't know. Small detail, but maybe it's important. I don't know. What's absolutely important, though, is a theory that I saw today, and that shit holds a ton of weight. Now, usually I don't look at theories and stuff until after I've recorded these episodes because I want to give you my opinions, my thoughts, my theories, all this kind of stuff. But I saw this. And usually a lot of the theories I see online, you know, you can usually, you know, you see, you know, when the fans are doing too much or when they're not doing enough and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So you blow them off. This one is unblowable. <laughs> Said no one ever. Ow. Okay. Basically, if you remember back to Dr. Strange, the movie. Wong is the one that guarded the library and all of the spell books inside. There is one scene where you can see all of the spell books that are on the wall in cages and they're shaped like hexagons, the cages themselves. Now, see, if you've listened to these episodes, you know that those damn hexagons are a very important part of this show. I told y'all I've had another theory about them, but maybe it's just the fact that they, you know, represent time travel. And because we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of hexagons in like Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Captain Marvel. All these movies that actually deal with intergalactic travel. We've seen these hexagons. There is a scene in Doctor Strange where you see all of these lined up and there's a spell book inside each one of them. But visibly, there is no book in one of those hexagons. It makes you wonder, okay, we see this spell book at Agnes's place. Maybe she brought Wanda there 
for the sole purpose of opening this book and doing some kind of spell or maybe Wanda's powerful enough to do it something. But regardless, one of those books is missing and it might relate right back to Dr. Strange. All of this tracks because of course we know she's going to be in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. So I'm kind of spiraling because I love this theory. I love it a whole lot. We have to believe that Steven is somehow on his way. Like he had, or either he's already there, he's going to show up, or maybe this is all just setting up most of us of madness. I don't know. I just, we, whatever it is, I need to see it now because I am like literally shaking and shivering with excitement because now I got to go back and watch Dr. Strange because yes, God, yes, God. Okay. Last thing I'm going to touch on is that post credits scene or that mid credits scene rather, because it wasn't actually after all of the credits, it actually kind of broke away right after the, the the introduction of like the main cast members. Monica is seen walking up to Agnes's house. She's walking all around. She uh looking in, looking out, all this kind of stuff. And she finds one of those doors that leads to the basement. You know how you see those doors on houses where you uh it's it's like beneath you, so you have to lift up with the handles and then you can walk down into it with steps. She sees one of those. She opens it up and she sees the glowing vines that Wanda saw when she was in the basement and she's shocked. But then she gets kind of a jump scare along with us when Evan Peters, who, you know, is playing supposedly he's Pietro from, I don't know, from another multiverse or what he's supposed to be. But he's supposedly Pietro, even though we did see that Agnes was supposedly controlling him, too. And he uh, says the line Snoopers going to snoop. And then suddenly it cuts. Now, see, to me. It feels like we just got another big reveal that he's actually a villain too. We've been kind of theorizing this, but who knows? Maybe he's just hypnotized. Maybe that's what we're supposed to infer. Maybe he's just being funny and he's he's actually gonna work with Monica when she uh you know, when she has the courage to go down there. I don't know what's gonna happen. I know I'm excited to see it. I'm gonna give y'all some homework. This is the end of the episode. We've all uh, we're all shaking, trying to figure out what's going on. I think that now we're officially in the last three episodes. I think they're going to give us a bonus episode that they haven't told us about yet. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. I think it's going to be 10 even episodes. <sighs> Who knows? I might be lying, but I'm going to give y'all some homework. Go back, watch Doctor Strange, because it seems like we're getting in Doctor Strange territory. Everybody go back, watch Doctor Strange. Please, for the love of God, watch Age of Ultron, because every time WandaVision goes off, they push Age of Ultron on us like a, a damn, like crack on a crackhead. They are pushing. Please watch it for their benefit, because Lord knows they want us to watch Age of Ultron. And read you some comics this weekend. Y'all know I'm always pushing Marvel Unlimited on here. I'm doing it for free now, but maybe Marvel will give me a little deal, a little ambassadorship one day where I can uh, say, swipe up and you get 10% off your first month. You know, something stupid like that. I love all that kind of shit. Ew. Go on Marvel Unlimited or wherever you get your comic books. Read up on Agatha Harkness. See, Scarlet Witch has a whole comic series that was, it was sometime in the 2000s that came out. And Agatha is featured super heavily in it. But see, she was more of a confidant. So it makes you kind of confused. But read up on it. See what you come up with. Do your homework. And look. Y'all, I'm just glad I was able to actually talk to y'all. And actually give y'all an episode. Because this has been the week from hell. I'm going to give this to y'all. 
Hopefully next week <laughs> my cable and internet will be restored and I can go back to doing two episodes a week, Thursdays and Saturdays. But until then, Lord, I'm just happy to see y'all. Keep following me on Instagram. I finally crossed a thousand. Praise God. And I love talking to each and every one of y'all. Y'all are so damn funny. And I love that y'all are loving these WandaVision episodes because I wasn't sure people were going to listen to them because I thought I had like pigeonholed myself so much into reality TV because Marvel wasn't putting out any content. You know, I'm going to talk about DC stuff too. Don't worry. And, uh, you know, the boys and all this kind of stuff. I love all things geek. So (sighs) I'm ranting at this point. Anyway, follow me on Instagram because I love you all. Listen to my outro so you know how to do that. <laughs> See ya! As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com also don't forget to follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast that's at housewivesmarvelpodcast this is kendrick and i'll see you Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, Whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more.